0: iceberg Steeler fans welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek this is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Goffo coming at you again it's Thursday morning it's not just any Thursday morning it is the final Thursday morning of the 2022 calendar year no it's not the end of the 2022 NFL season that goes into January of 2023 but it's almost New Year's the, for those of you that celebrate Christmas, that is now behind most of us. I know some people, like I, Jeff Hartman, is still getting together with family at various times. That's kind of what this time is for me as well, this between Christmas and New Year's, that it's just that that time off and away and spending time with family, and I don't even know what day it is. But luckily, luckily, I remembered that it was Thursday, so I did a Steelers stat geek. So you are graced with this, I'd say wonderful, but we'll see how it turns out. Podcast that it's interesting because the Steelers played on Christmas Eve night. It seems so long ago now. That really, we're I'm really focusing this one on the next game. I really am. It was a great game against the Raiders. For the last minute, it was really frustrating for the first 59. The whole time, I just, the way the Raiders went down and scored right away, I just felt like they could do that at any time. I didn't get the feel of how dominant the defense was throughout that game and especially in the second half until after it was over and I really was crunching the numbers. I just felt like at any time something could happen. I'm like, well, they gave up some rushing yards early, but it didn't feel like there was a lot going on. I know it was frustrating, gave up some long third downs early, but it didn't feel like they were shutting him down otherwise. And if you want to talk about long third downs, I'm not sure when it's going to be out, but keep your eye on com. Kyle Kreiss of what Yin's talking about, who that is the next podcast that will be out after this one on Thursdays. I talk about it just about every show. He also writes for the website and he did an article this week where he looked up every third and long for the season. Um, I had done some research on the third and longs, but he, he went in and, and, and took some stuff out that I didn't like. He took out hail hail uh, hail mary passes and things like that, and and really broke down the numbers. I don't know if he how well he was able to compare it to the rest of the NFL, but I'll tell you based on my numbers of third and longs taking away when a team's taking a knee, the Steelers have the fourth best conversion. Um. This this year, meaning fourth lowest conversion rate. So when it's like, oh, man, they give up these third and longs, everybody gives up third and long some of the time. Um, the Steelers are actually, last year, I, I did a whole show on this, if I do recall, for Stat Geek, and how the Steelers were middle of the road in the NFL. They weren't great. They weren't bad. This year, they're actually pretty good at it. But every time it happens, you're like, how can a team give up a third and 16? But they do. They do. It happens. But the best thing was the Steelers corrected that. They got back into things. And man, that ended up being really all that mattered in that game was was the W. It really just came down. The Steelers need to find a way to win that game, win it for Franco, win it for his family, win it for all the former Steelers, win it for all of Steelers nation that would love nothing more than to go out there and 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 win a game for Franco. Those were the players that had the chance to do it, and they came through. Um, yeah, the Steelers have this thing that uh, after the, the, a team plays them, they, they want to switch up their quarterback because it was reported on Wednesday that uh, – um, I almost said david, but Derek Carr is he's gonna be out um for the last two games they're i mean they're not even he's not even practicing because of a distraction, but they've decided they're benching him having him inactive i think keeping him healthy to possibly trade him all these kind of crazy stuff so they're going with i think Jared um as their quarterback for the last two games uh you know when the Steelers played the Falcons before their bye week they came out of that um going with um uh, with Desmond Ritter. I know they put Mariota, Mariota on IR for something, but I, I, that was just because they weren't going to play him was one of those things. Kind of like T.J. Watt getting his knee taken care of because he was already out for his back. You know, one, one of those deals. But let's get moving on with this because I've got tons of numbers, tons of numbers to talk about today's topic, and that is what's been going on with these two teams, the Steelers and the Ravens, since the last time they saw each other. They've only each had two games, but let's break down what these teams did since they last faced each other and and really see what are they doing well, what are they not doing well, who's on the the right trend, who isn't. We're going to break that down once I do for you the Zebra technology stat of the week, which was really frustrating this week because I've got several, but none of them are directly about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Instead, they are about the Steelers' opponent. They didn't have anything with any one of the Pittsburgh Steelers, except how more – they didn't have how good the Steelers were doing. They had pretty much most of them were how bad the Raiders were doing, which is because the Steelers. They did say this. This was their main tight end stat of the week, their their top stat for tight ends. It was about Darren Waller. It was about his 34-yard catch just before halftime. It set up a field goal. Oh, it was frustrating. I'm pretty sure that was on third down as well when it's like, oh, that's a three-point play right there, at least a three-point play. And it, so that was a little bit frustrating, and and they got a field goal out of that. But his 34-yard catch just before halftime had just a 12% completion probability. It was the most improbable reception among receivers in Week 16 and the eighth most improbable this year. And that's why I was like, Steelers, don't give that up. But uh, that was that one. So let's let's look here. Um I don't I can't remember if they had anything with with Derek Carr cuz I've got to sort this stuff the the way they do it. Um, I don't think it was Derek Carr. I think it was – no, yeah, they did have Derek Carr. I'm sorry. I almost missed it. It said Derek Carr was poor against a stout Steelers defense on Saturday night, going 16 of 30 for 174 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. His 42.2 passer rating was the fourth lowest of the week, and his completion percentage below expectation of negative 10.6% was second lowest. So there was that one. Then you move on to running back Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs couldn't get much going for the Raiders this week as he gained 44 yards on 15 carries. Jacobs, negative 28 um, rushing yards uh, over expected. Well, because it was negative, that means it's under. Um, Mark was the second worst in week 16. His 2.9 yards per carry mark was fourth lowest for the week. So there you go. More good stuff from the Steelers when it came to uh, pass defense, when it came to run defense. I'm pretty sure we got at least one more, if not two. Um, Whenever Because they have a bunch of these. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just one more. I just got to find it It, because it came – part of it was was with the defense. Um, But it really wasn't the defense. This was just an overall thing. It said the Raiders had an 80 – 3.8% chance of winning with five minutes and 46 seconds left in the third quarter and an 83.2% chance with three minutes and 48 seconds left in the fourth quarter against the Steelers on Saturday night before eventually fading and losing the game. This was the Raiders' fifth loss of the season when they had at least an 83% chance of winning the game, the most such losses in the NFL. So there you go that is the stats so we're going to go ahead and transition into this week cuz like i said i've got a bunch of numbers bunch of numbers so let's do it the pittsburgh steelers are facing the baltimore ravens in week 17 in baltimore but they faced off in week 14 in pittsburgh we we have an idea you know if we can remember what really happened in that game you know the 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 steelers they they gave up a ton of rushing yards you know they gave up they gave up um where 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 am I looking at this? Oh, I was looking at the I was looking at the Ravens rather than the Steelers. The Steelers gave up 215 rushing yards, but only 94 passing yards against the Ravens. Um, the and, and they didn't get any takeaways. Where the Ravens, you know, they gave up only 65 rushing yards and 264 passing yards, and got three takeaways. The the final score was 16 to 14. The Steelers had two touchdowns. The Ravens had one, but they had three field goals on top of that. And the Steelers had one blocked. So rather than focus a lot on that game, I just gave you the highlights of it. Let's look at what's happened with these two teams since then. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are 2-0 since facing the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are 1-1. Now, but let's look at who they played. I'm not looking at what their record was then. I'm looking at what their record is going into week 17 of the teams that they played. The Ravens lost to the now six and nine Cleveland Browns in Cleveland and they defeated the now five and 10 Atlanta Falcons at home. The Steelers defeated the now six and nine Carolina Panthers and they defeated the now six and, uh, in Carolina and the now six and nine, uh, Las Vegas Raiders at home. So it's not like the Ravens are one and one and the Steelers are two and zero oh because they played teams that that were kind of different. 3 of the 4 teams had a 6 and 9 record, the other one had a 5 and 10, and that was the team that the Ravens played. So they were playing very similar teams. Steelers 2 and 0, Ravens 1 and 1. Now let's keep rolling here. Points scored by Baltimore Ravens over the last 2 weeks. They've scored 20 points total in the 2 games. That is tied for 31st, meaning tied for the lowest cuz two teams you know, can't say 32nd because you tie for the higher the higher placing, but they're tied with the Jets for the lowest number of points scored over the last two weeks. The Steelers have scored 37 points. Not like it's overly impressive, but that's that's tied for 22nd. Um, you know, 17 more points than what the Ravens scored. Um when you look at points given up. The Ravens have only given up 22 points in the last two weeks. That's third in the NFL. The Steelers have only given up 26 points and that's fourth in the NFL. So they're both right there. You're going to see some, some things where these two teams are very similar and some where there's some separation. Let's hit the offense first. All right. Um, the, the Ravens, they've, they have 623 yards of offense over the last two games. That's 20th in the NFL where the Steelers have 675 yards. That's 16th in the NFL uh the Steelers have uh, not the Steelers sorry the Ravens have turned the ball over twice over the last two weeks where the Steelers have turned the ball over once passing yards the Ravens have thrown for 241 yards over two weeks that's 31st in the NFL they've thrown for one they have one touchdown one interception and has been sacked three times the Steelers have thrown for 413 yards That's 18th in the NFL. So Ravens at the very bottom, Steelers more in the middle of the road. That's one passing touchdown, one interception, and one sack over the last two games. Rushing yards. This is where the Ravens are. This is what they do. 382 rushing yards. That's second in the NFL over that time. But they've got no rushing touchdowns, and all they have is one rushing two-point conversion. The Steelers, they have 262 rushing yards. That's 15th in the NFL over the last two weeks. But they've had three rushing touchdowns. Ooh, time of – oh, wait. um, Yeah, I said the number of rushing touchdowns. Time of possession. The time of possession over the last two games, the Ravens have held the ball for 54 minutes and eight seconds. That is 30th in the NFL, where the Steelers have held the ball 68 minutes and 50 seconds. That's second in the NFL, only behind the Packers. So in other words, the Steelers have really been controlling the ball. The Ravens, they have not been controlling the time of possession. But the Ravens have only had four penalties um, accepted against them in the last two games where the Steelers have had 10. Third down conversions. Over the last two games, the Ravens have converted nine of 24 third downs. That's 37.5%. That's tied for 16th in the NFL. Middle of the road. The Steelers third down conversion over the last two two games. Seventeen of thirty. That's fifty-six point seven percent, and that's tied for first. So big difference there over the last two games since they've last met in offense converting third downs. Fourth down conversions, the Ravens have gone for it on fourth down three times since they last met the Steelers. They have not converted any of them. The Steelers have gone for it twice, converted both of them. So they're at 100%. Ravens are at 0%. Total touchdowns scored. The Ravens have scored one touchdown Since they've played the Steelers, they scored one against the Steelers, one since that is 32nd in the NFL all by themselves. And the Steelers have scored four that is tied for 18th in the NFL. Here's something that's interesting when you got two of the better kickers, especially in the AFC facing off against each other. The Ravens field goals, four of seven since they faced the Steelers and the Steelers are three of five. So both of them have been missing field goals. Um, PATs, the Steelers are four for four. Ravens are zero for zero. They scored one touchdown and and went for two and got it. So not even having a PAT since they played the Steelers. All right, here's one that I I found really interesting. How about yards per punt? How have they been punting the last two games since these two teams have squared off? Uh, The Ravens, they have a 39.0 yard per punt average. That's 29th in the NFL. That's on four punts. The Steelers have a 46.0 average. That's tied for 10th in the NFL on six punts. So the Steelers have been the better punting team since the last two times these teams have faced off. Now let's get into some defensive stuff. What have they been able to do um, with their opponents? I already gave you the points, so I'll remind you. The Ravens are third in points given up. The Steelers are fourth with 22 and 26 respectively. Okay. Opponents yardage. The Ravens have surrendered 610 yards. That is eighth best in the NFL. They've only given up, or or sorry, and they've they've forced one takeaway. The Steelers have given up 410 yards. Okay, Ravens were 610. Steelers, they've given up 410 yards over the last two weeks. That is tops first in the NFL, and they've had three takeaways. So since the Steelers have played the Ravens, no team has given up fewer yardage than the fewer less yardage than the Steelers on defense. All right, let's let's go about um, passing yards. The Ravens they've given up 352 yards. That's eighth in the NFL, just like their overall yardage was. They've surrendered one passing TD. They've got no interceptions, and they've got five sacks. The Steelers have surrendered 331 yards through the air. That's sixth in the NFL. They've surrendered two passing touchdowns, three interceptions, and seven sacks. That's what they've done the last two games since they've played the Ravens. When it comes to rushing yards, this is kind of weird because, you know, the Ravens, you'll see when we get the second half, we look at the entire season. The Ravens are one of the better rush defenses in the NFL. Not the last two weeks. They've given up 258 yards, 19th in the NFL, but they haven't given up any rushing touchdowns. The Steelers, since they've played the Ravens and gave up those 215 yards, they have given up a total of 79 yards rushing in two games. That is tops in the NFL. That is first and no rushing touchdowns. So since the Ravens ran it all over the Steelers, they have locked it down. So that's... That's what you want to now see. How are they going to is it about who they were playing? I mean, come on, Carolina ran for 320 yards that game after the Steelers held them to 21. So that's that's interesting to see. We'll, we'll see how it plays out on Sunday night. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Third-down conversions. The Ravens. Their defense has done pretty well on third down conversions. They've held them to uh, teams to only 10 conversions on 29 attempts. That's a 34.5% conversion rate. That's 11th um, in the NFL. The Steelers have also held their, held their opponents to only 10 third down conversions, but it's less attempts. It's 23 attempts. So their opponents have a 43.5 conversion rate, which has them tied at 25th. So that's one of the few things where the Ravens have actually been done better than the Steelers. Um, since the last time they met fourth down conversions. The Ravens have had teams go for it on fourth down six times against them. They've converted three of them. That's 50%. And the Steelers have not had anyone attempt to uh, run a fourth down play on them. Um, let's see the The Ravens have only given up one touchdown since they played the Steelers. They gave up one to Cleveland and they lost that game because they only scored three points. The Steelers are given up two. that's that's, you know those are two of the, the the top marks in the in the in the NFL uh field goals uh, given up by their opponent the the ravens have given up five field goals on seven attempts the steelers have given up four field goals on four attempts and batted passes by the defense the ravens don't have any since they played the steelers while the steelers have two Whoo! That was a lot of numbers, and that was a lot of research, but it was fun. I really liked digging into that to just show that, all right, so the Steelers had that setback against the Ravens. What have they done since then? Have they been going in the right direction, correcting where they should have beat that, beat Baltimore in Pittsburgh? What have the Ravens done? Now, some people say, oh, well, that's because they have Snoop Huntley as their quarterback. You know what? Lamar Jackson did not practice again on Wednesday. As of right now, you got to assume there's going to be Huntley- um it it is what it is i'm not really concerned over who's quarterbacking for the ravens at this point so cuz it's more about the steelers and what they need to do so though that's that's the trend of these two teams the steelers have have really been on their you know on their game with with their defense and they've been middle of the road with a lot of stuff on offense since they played the ravens where the ravens have been Other than being able to run the ball, they have not done well offensively. Um, they're, They're not good in yards. They're really bad in passing yards, and they can't score points. The Steelers aren't scoring a ton of points either but they're scoring enough points to win their games. So we'll see how this goes. Now, in the next half I do what I always do when I break down where they stand for the season, this was just a little glimpse of, all right. So since they last saw each other, this is how things have changed. So um what do I feel like? I feel like, um, Oh, uh, like, like, you're giving a recap. I'm trying to think of what is like love connection. Like the people go on a date, they see how things are. And then later on, they're like, since their last connection, this is what happened. I don't know. I haven't seen love connection in probably 25 years, but I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so what's really happened with those two teams? So the Steelers 2 and 0, Ravens 1 and 1. Let's go ahead and slide into our break. When we come back, we'll see where they really stand looking at their, the season as a whole and not just a recent, Recent shot of it just to kind of break down this matchup even further. So stick around, be ready. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, thanks for hanging with me. We're here probably about two-thirds of the way done this show already, because yeah, I kind of went on in the first half. That's what I do. I know the second half isn't nearly as long. It's it's just how it works. So let's look at the matchup here between the Ravens and Steelers, not just what's happened since they last met, which to me, honestly, I'm put I put more weight in that. I really do. Um, especially when you see that they have some, you know, similar Similar matchups in there. I mean, the Steelers still have to play Cleveland. So that if the Steelers would have played Cleveland first, that would have given you a little bit of indication of, of how things were because, you know, the 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 that's who the Ravens lost to. But let's just see how everything sits on the season. So here we go, offense first. The Ravens overall offense for the season, they are ranked 17th in the NFL. This is yardage. That's what they do. Um with 342.3 yards per game. The Steelers are ranked 23rd with 320 yards per game. When it comes to points scored, the Ravens are 15th in the NFL with 21.4 scored per game, which I think is ironic because they haven't even reached that total since they've played, that, played the Steelers. Um, and the Steelers, they uh, they only score 17.6 points a game, which is 29th. Um, but the key is trying to win when you don't score as many points. You know, they go down last week, even in a win, because they only scored 13 points. But they scored 13 points, which was still three more than their opponent, which ultimately is, is what it comes down to. All right, let's look at rushing. Um, the, the Ravens are the second-best rushing team in the NFL, 166 yards per game. The Steelers are 18th. They've, you know they've, they've been improving with this at 115.4 yards per game. And then through the air, the Ravens are 28th in the NFL with 176.3 yards per game, where the Steelers are 24th at 204.61 yards per game. Now, the last time these two played each other, how did those numbers compare? They were pretty close. Um, you know, you kind of know how they're going to move a little bit because of what happened, but, uh, I think the only thing that changed is, is the Ravens got worse where the Steelers are still sitting at 24th with, which is where they were the last time they met up, but the Ravens have gotten um, they fell from twenty sixth to twenty eighth. but it was still that the Steelers have that advantage um, of their passing offense. And sometimes people are like, okay, well, well, what does that mean? Well, I think that's why the Steelers didn't try to run the ball as much against Baltimore because they felt that they could pass against them. Uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see. And, and, I'm just looking forward to seeing Kenny Pickett play in this game. I, I want him to play the whole game because he didn't do it last time. That's one of the biggest things that I want to see from the Steelers offense. Um, he got uh, he got a very unpleasant welcome to this rivalry to where he didn't last more than two series. This time I want him to get a little bit more familiar with it. Not in that aspect, but to actually have more time on the field. Um, The the Ravens have surrendered 33 sacks this year. The Steelers 35. The Ravens have turned it over 16 times. The Steelers 18 times. So they're both pretty close in in those statistics. Let's roll to the defense. The Ravens have the 10th defense in the NFL. That's based on yardage, 327 yards a game. The Steelers are 18th, 338 yards a game. Um, And these numbers have been Climbing and climbing, or these rankings have been climbing and climbing for the Steelers in recent weeks as they've been doing some impressive things. Like I said, over the last two games, are tops in the NFL. They're number one. Points per game. The Ravens are third of only surrendering 18.1 points per game, where the Steelers are 13th surrendering 21.3 points per game. Uh, Running the ball, running defense, sorry, rushing defense. The Ravens are the third best rush defense in the NFL. They only surrender 87.5 yards on the ground. The Steelers are the sixth best rushing defense where they surrender 105.6 yards on the ground. So they're both pretty stout rushing defenses. Passing defenses. We had a flip. We had a flip from the last time they played. The Ravens are 24th in the NFL where they surrender two hundred and thirty nine point five yards per game. Where the Steelers, they are twenty third in the NFL, surrendering two hundred and thirty two point four yards per game. The last time these teams met, the the Ravens were twenty fifth and the Steelers were twenty eighth. Now the Ravens are got better at twenty fourth, but the Steelers went up to twenty third. Uh, that's that's just what what they did. And now, and the the uh, the Ravens have forty four sacks on the year, where the Steelers only have thirty two. And when it comes to the to takeaways, I didn't actually write these down, but the rate I'm I'm looking at them right now because I still have my my website up. The Ravens have twenty four takeaways on the season, where the Steelers have twenty. So that's just what those numbers are. So I don't know. I. <laughs> Man, it's so tough to think back to that game with the Steelers playing the Ravens. And they're like, "Ah, uh, they had every opportunity to win that game. How would things be different if the Steelers would have won that game? All right, well, chances are the, I think the Bengals would have already locked up the AFC North. Uh, that would be different. The Steelers would not be needing nearly as much help in order to make it into the postseason. I think they still would have needed help. But it would not have been nearly as much because they also would have had a little room for error where they, you know, if they go one and two in their last, then that would be with the same crazy scenarios now. For those of you that didn't check it out, Jeff Hartman laid out the, the playoff scenarios for the Steelers on Let's Ride on Wednesday. To give a little recap, uh, I'm doing this from memory, so I'm pretty sure I get it right. The Steelers got to win both of their both of their last two games. They got to win them. There's no chance they could do anything if they don't win them both. And that's probably the most difficult thing they have to do, although the line for this game has been all over the place with the Steelers and Ravens. I'd started off as six. When I ran the article, it was at four, that the Steelers were four-point underdogs. Then by the time, like minutes after the article publishes, it drops to three and a half. Then it drops to three. Right now, I'm pretty sure it's under three. I I think it has to do with the Lamar Jackson thing. I'm not really sure. But right now, the Steelers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs in Baltimore. That means... They're not even as much of an underdog as Baltimore's getting as being the home field team. That if this would have been played on a neutral site, that the steel, that it would basically be a pick'em game or slightly in favor of the Steelers. That's that's a little bit crazy. That's a little bit crazy that the way that the, that that's happening. But uh, I I don't know. I, I think what I what I can't believe is that. Um, the Ravens, I think, are still favored to to win the to, to win the North, um, which is a little bit odd. But uh, you know, the Steelers and Browns are eliminated from possibly winning the division, um, and the Browns are out of the playoff picture altogether. So it's just. My goodness, it's you look back at that game against Baltimore and you're like, man, where would they be right now? But it that woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's who this team is. And I did an article about this on Monday, talked about it on the Scobro show Tuesday. This is who the Steelers team is. Are they a team that are that's a definitive playoff team? No, they're not. If you really – I'm not just saying about where they are. I mean, just think of them as a team. If you just look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and who they can beat and what they can do, are they a team that, that I would expect them to be able to go in and stand toe-to-toe and 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 be able to run the gauntlet if they have to go Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City, you know, in any particular order to where they could win those three games? Man, that would be a lot. If they could win one if they – let's just say that was their, the end of their schedule that they had to play – all three on the road: Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City. Would you expect the Steelers to win any of those games? I think they could maybe find a way to pull off one of them. Two would be fantastic, but it would take it would take three of those in order for them, if they made it into the postseason, to 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 be the AFC champions. It just doesn't seem like that's who this team is right now. The TJ Watt injury hurt them a lot early in the season, to where. You know, would they have won some more of those games? Who knows? It also, some of these matchups, you're like, man, I wish they could have played these teams now. Jets, Patriots, Dolphins, those are all three games that I feel that the Steelers could have won at the time, and if they were playing those teams now, that they would win those games because the Steelers are on a much better trajectory than all three of those teams right now, in my opinion. Um Maybe not the Dolphins. It's hard to say. But, you know, with the Tua situation, if he's playing, if he's not. And, but the one thing I do want to say, because we I, just because I have a little bit of time here at the end, I really only have a, a few seconds. But, the, but the, real, the thing about this game this past week is I really felt like the second half played out very similar to the Dolphins game, where the Steelers, at any point, they needed a touchdown. They needed a touchdown from their offense in the second half, and the defense pitched the shutout to give the offense the opportunity. They got a field goal on one opportunity. They missed another one. I'm pretty sure the second miss, yes, was in the second half. Um, But the other thing that they they did is they got the touchdown that they didn't get against Miami. Now, did they get it on their first opportunity? No. The first opportunity they got the ball back, which I thought might have been their last opportunity – What they do, they went three and out, but the defense stepped up and, and, and got the ball back. And that's what the defense didn't do against New England. So that was growth on the defense there, but then it was growth on the offense, like in Miami, when they couldn't, when they got down close and threw the interceptions, both times, you know what they did this time? They took care of the ball. They, they finished it off. So. I I like the growth in that aspect. It shows that that, uh, the Steelers are growing. And even if... I just want them to, to go out and win their last two games. I, if they don't make the postseason, that's fine with me because that's kind of th- this team. All they would, to me, I would look at it as getting another game experience and another chance for me to watch them. I wouldn't have any more expectations than that. And just to be like, that would be a big achievement for this team in transition. This team that is rebuilding to then say, wow, in a rebuild year, we still made the postseason. Now let's come back and really, really, uh, get things going next year. But if they don't, that's fine. But man, if they could still win both those games, even if they don't make the postseason, that would really, really help them roll into 2023. And speaking of rolling into 2023, we will be doing that calendar year. But we still got a few podcasts left in 2022. We've got a what yin's talking about coming up next. We've got the Steelers preview coming up later tonight. We've got another Let's Ride on Friday. And the, here we go, the Steelers pregame show. We've got um, Tony and the Aussies coming out um, on live on YouTube. The the audio for the Aussies comes out on Saturday. Um, we run the North. Uh, State of the Steelers. You'll get my last-minute thoughts sometime. I haven't figured out when we're going to run that yet. I've got to talk to Brian. We'll figure that out because the game got flexed to Sunday night. Hey, the Steelers are in prime time. I was going to get to watch this game no matter what. But I'm okay with it being prime time. You know, it's it, it's still the holiday. I can make that work, and it's not like it's on Christmas Eve or anything like that. Back-to-back primetime games. Come on, Steelers. Come through. Avenge that game from two weeks ago that you should have pulled off. You're a team on the rise versus what Baltimore's doing. Come out, you know, and – Punch them in the mouth. That's really what they need to do. But it's AFC North football. Sometimes it doesn't matter where these teams are coming from. It, all bets are off when they face each other. So make sure you enjoy that game Sunday night. Make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It really is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Checking out all the podcasts. And as I say to finish these out, thanks for geeking out.